one. Hello, welcome to episode 286 of Three Beers in the Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. Hello. Hello, Colin. It's lovely to talk to you on a Friday evening. Yay. Yeah, as it's a nice... Um... It's a nice ease into the weekend, isn't it? It's, yes, it's, it's, a, it is. yeah. it's a horrendous day outside, or night outside by the sound of it, and mm. it's not a bad night to be inside with the fire on, talking on Zoom about <laughs> unimportant things. Yeah, I believe we're in uh, the midst of a storm at the moment. Um, storm? Also, Otto? Otto, yeah, that's Otto. one. It, but it's, it's calmed down here. I take it it's still blowing up, blowing up a, a gust of wind. I live, in, I live in the Asher Hills, man. If it's not, if it's, if the number of days where it doesn't blow a gale, it's, you know, you can count yeah. on one hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess. There's, there's nothing stopping it. You, you yeah. are in, like, a fucking vacuum that just pulls a wind through it, isn't yes, it? that so, is yeah. not, you're not 100% wrong about that <laughs> statement. Um, but no, um, it's been pretty bad up here, so hopefully it'll, it'll ease off so we can have a nice weekend, but who knows? Anyway, we're not talking about the weather, Colin. No. What are you drinking tonight? Um, I'm, I'm still on the peach snap, sir, um, nice. because I can't afford beer because it's a weekday payday, and I'm, I'm yeah. basically surviving on oxygen and, and hope. <laughs> Neither of which <laughs> is good, right, and hoping someone might drop by with a takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said you want dinner. Okay, feed me. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's still the peach snaps from Christmas, I believe, <laughs> I'm drinking, yeah. I'm also got, reading the credits, like, like stop hoping someone's left a box of chocolates from Christmas, that that'll see you through the week. Possibly, yeah, yeah. Or, or, you know, crackers and stuff like that. <laughs> basically, basically, the stuff that's been in the cupboards for the past two and a half years is, is what I'm, I'm looking at just now. I'm like, oh, the the yeah. tin with no label but suddenly becomes an option. Yeah, yeah I totally, we've got one that's, um, is it called, what, banana fruit or something, which is a fish alternative. Ooh, that's, no, that's, uh, nothing about that sounds tasty at all. Starting to sound appealing, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Where's the title now? <laughs> eat the cat first. Eat the cat. <laughs> no. I need eat, eat cat food, possibly. So I'm on the peach snap still, um, but I have got a, a fairly hefty glass. What are you drinking? I'm drinking one that you would not have guessed I'm ever going to drink, and it probably speaks as much to my lack of um, money as well, which I am drinking. Oh my god, <laughs> I have never ever seen you drinking a Budweiser. No, um, Barry really? left here one day. Um, and wow, I used, I used one for cooking, and I'm drinking this one. You, this is, um, I'm, I'm, I don't know what you say, yeah. You chav. <laughs> it's how not horrendous. It, it's, how it may to have that? It's very, it's very, it's, it's generic. Um, it's I guess very unoffensive, to be honest. To me, that's yeah. part of the problem. I guess it's the baseline for beers, isn't it? Is like how does that compare to that? So, I mean, it's the budget baseline, you know. So, yes. Yeah. It does lack a flavour compared to some of the other things we drink, though. There's, there's no yeah. doubt. I think the problem with Budweiser is uh, you just drink it, and what ten minutes later it's gone, and you're not there. It was nothing. Aye. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's part of the problem with it, that you all just go down way too easily. 4.5% and you can yeah. really taste even the 45 to be honest. Um, I still, to this, to this day, whenever I finish my bud, I get the, the bottle cap and I sit it upside down on it, like the crown. Do you remember the advert? It was like King of Beers and it'd be like the, the, the crown. I still, uh, yeah, like that. I, I, I still that? I still do that whenever I finish a bud, I'll sit it upside down on it. No one knows what I'm talking about when I do it. And I'm, I'm like, yeah. fuck you. I, I know what I mean. I know. But then I do a thing with... Um, Tea cake wrappers, I make them into a little cup. Ah, oh, is that a cup where we eat the stem? Yeah. My dad used to do that. Oh, my grandpa done it. All so what my dad used to do was he would do that, right, and then make a spitball with paper, right. put it in the cup, and then launch it and it would stick to the ceiling. My grandfather never did that. He just made it in a cup. Um, <laughs> and he, like, grandfather just classier than I always that. do that now. We're the things that sort of stick in your mind. But um, yeah, we um, used to do that, then the ceiling would be covered in spit, basically. <laughs> Lovely household. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, let's go into what we're watching this week. So, I'll make an assumption you're still watching Cheers. Um, yeah, it's do you know what? It, it's becoming a Herculean task, though. You know, it's, we're, we're kind of heading towards the last two seasons now, and it's it's a chore, man. It, it's 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 not even a labour of love. It, it's just like you know, I, I want to. And we're too far in just to drop it. So I mean, Aye, if you drop it now, you feel unfulfilled. You feel yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah, nine seasons and you give up. You can't do that. So yeah, we're almost done. But it's like, I don't finish for you. You know. Yeah. So that, put Sam in prison and you know, be done with it. Just, yeah. just do something. <laughs> Woody's still in at this point in time. Yeah, yeah, Woody's Woody's still still there. He he's become the, the kind of funniest thing in it really. No, he's, he's like the saving grace. You know, he, he's a reason to watch it. Um, Who's left at, at that point? Is like obviously Custy um, Alley left, or Custy Alley came in. 
Yeah, she's still there. So it's just really um, Diana left. Ah. So, uh, so it's all the same cast, um, with the addition of Woody replaced Coach, Diane left, and Kirsten Alley replaced her. Um, oh. So it's all, all still the regulars. Um, Woody wasn't on it from the beginning? No, he didn't come until, I want to say, season four, possibly. Ah, um, who, was, who was he replacing? Coach. Who's Coach? Coach was like the the old guy. He was like the, the kind of older bartender. He was like the kind of really ditzy. I mean, heart of gold, but but dumb. You know what I mean? Like, Why, did he die in real life or something? Yeah, he died yeah. in real life. Yeah, yeah. And then Woody came in um, oh, the yeah. next season. So yeah, he's How did an actor feel about that? Like obviously that is Woody's big break. Does he like mm. sort of, Is he happy that guy died in some weird way? Well, oh, God, that's a horrible. No, Woody Harrelson. So you can't you can't think no. that. But obviously he must have thought like his misfortune is my gain. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, they had to, they had to you know, fill in the, the, the kind of himbo character, and Aye. He, he got it. Yeah, I've never like, that before. Is Hugh Jackman happy? Dougray Scott fucked his ankle. God, that, this is making me think, man. It's like cutthroat now, isn't it? It's like, yeah, yeah. I guess the world, you know, people pull out of certain jobs, and some days they pull out because they don't want, to, you know, don't want to, but they have to. And do you think, in retrospect, seeing how the, the singer X Men films turned out, do you think? Dougray Scott could have pulled it off the way. No, I don't think he could have made the role as iconic as as Jackman has. But do you think he I could think have, he could done... have done something with it? Yeah, I think he would have done something with it. But I just don't think he would have done with what Jackman. Did. I think Jackman has become kind of synonymous with that role. Yeah, yeah, he's which is weird because he, he's not the opposite, but he's very, very different from the comic book Wolverine that people love. Well, you know who doesn't want to play it? Who? Guy Devito. Not, not buff enough. Man. He'd have played P. He'd have been Puck from Alpha. No, but in theory, in theory like, Daddy DeVito is closer to what Wolverine is in the comics mm. than Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah, because then the comics like five. He's like smaller than me. Jesus. Yeah, he's a tiny little guy. He's like sort yeah. of this kind of gruff, kind of like sort of. Hairy, tiny, angry oh. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is Danny DeVito. Oh, yeah, so he's like. <laughs> there you go. Two weeks in a row, Danny DeVito gets a mention on this. Oh, I can't imagine Danny DeVito having like the, the, the kind of. They lifted up here with a big ball push. <laughs> no, you can, but it's like it's sort of it's if you want if you're gonna go purely like comic book casting, you'd have to it would be something like Danny DeVito would be the the role for that role. I still say puck. Danny DeVito would be a great puck. It, it probably would be a great puck, but I'm just if you're looking at, you know, that's what they yeah. want originally. Um so yes, yeah, so you're giving up on cheers. Anything else you've watched of note at home? Um, started watching a show called Search Party, um, which okay. is I think it's been out for a while now. There's, there's kind of five seasons of this nonsense, um, so there's 50 episodes, of it, and it, the premise is this girl goes missing, um, and a girl who's going through like an existential life crisis, like, who am I, where am I going, my relationship sucks, life sucks, job sucks, you know what I mean? She remembers that she knew her briefly, she bumped into her once in college, and starts kind of getting involved in her disappearance uh, sees her at a restaurant and tries to convince people that she's seen her and she's not disappeared um, and all of this is interspared with um, like her, her gay friend who's very kind of snipey, snidey, um, her boyfriend who's kind of very insecure and stuff like that and her ex-boyfriend who's still in the scene so it all revolves around that but it's actually it's, it's darkly funny I mean, it's, it's funny. I, mean, Ali, it's I like Alia Shawkat, she's always very good Yeah, she's very good in, yep. in, most, in pretty much everything I've seen her in to be honest yeah, and the girl that was in um, the one with John Cena, um, Vacation Friends, she's in yeah. it as well. Yeah, she's really good in it as well. So the cast's really good. Um, I'm only two episodes in, so I've got a long way to go if we do stick with it, but showing, showing signs of promise. Yeah. Um, the, only I've, the only thing I've done, the problem I have with something like that, and it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing to say now, or maybe not weird, but there's a thing now, because like she's trying to end the show, like what you said, Friends, is that she thinks something's involved in this, something's not what it seems to be, yeah. and she's investigating it. Yeah, it's a whole it's a whole kind of podcast thing every murder and stuff like that. Yeah. That's the sense of what's happening this thing down south just now with that young woman going missing. Yeah, yeah. People are almost looking for a story. Yeah, and yeah. it's causing all level of harm because people, yeah, it's, it's, people don't want it to be a simple story. I mean, maybe she did just fall in the river. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. But it's like they want to try and find more of a story. They want a podcast. They want a, a Netflix documentary about this. But almost I think before it's I, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but there is a lot. A lot of amateur sleuths now, though, the, the, you know, because there's access to footage and stuff like that and information, people would get obsessed with solving these uh-huh. these fucking mysteries. Like, look, crazy, like fucking they, their lives become consumed by it. Which I, I guess it's good when they do. If I, I guess a few have been kind of solved, but I think that's thing. The, the hit ratio ones that are important that have been solved are, are important, and it's obviously that one that was yeah. the, the one that um, Patton Oswald. <laughs> 
wife the, the Golden, that one. Golden State Killer, yeah. Golden State yeah, Killer. She's yeah. that conflict sort of amateur sleuthing essentially yeah. solved that story. Um, there's been a couple of other ones, but most of them just seem like, again, it becomes like, we've watched a few documentaries on it, like something that people get something in their head and it just becomes yeah. them harassing someone without really yeah. any evidence because they think it's like, you're just fucking people's lives up here just because you think something might be something. Yeah, don't you're not the police, you're not authorised to fucking investigate stuff like that. You know, leave it to the professionals who've been oh. trained to do it as such. No, I, I, I get you, I get you. Uh, um, the, the, the other thing I've been watching, um, it, it's very strangely sucked me in. I don't know, I don't know how. Um, it's this <coughs> game show on Netflix called Physical 100. Have you seen it when you've been browsing? No, no. I think my I think my algorithm and your algorithm are very different, Colin. Oh, I think they, I think I think they could be. Um, but but this is this is basically a real live version of Squid Games, minus people getting killed. Um, I mean, that's not interesting. I want to see people getting killed. I've not watched Squid Games yet, but I want to no. see people. Um, so the, the premise of this is uh, it's in Korea and they've taken a hundred of Koreans' most elite athletes, um, put them all together and challenge them in a series of games against each other, basically whittling it down to, to one overall winner. This is just but, a Krypton factor, surely. No, no. <coughs> well, I was watching it with one of my friends it was over, and we watched the first episode and, and they bring out the first person, it's like, you know, this, this guy's like a, a Korean MMA fighter, and, you know, the dude will come out, and, and he, he's built like Arnie, and, and he's gorgeous face, and then they'll be like, and, and now we've got a stunt woman, and she'll come out, and, and you know, she's got a Barbie body, and amazing face then they'll bring to the next one and it's just basically a hundred of the most beautiful <laughs> fucking specimens you could find in this so planet it's like it's, like, it's like it's like love island with like physical things well, there's, but there's no love island they're, because they're all athletes <coughs> and competitive but every, right. i mean it's just like it's just revealing a hundred people and and just every one of them is just like it's almost like if hitler's dream came true but he was korean do you know what i mean it's like <laughs> fucking hell it's it's insane. It's insane. Just all of them are just like absolute fucking beautiful specimens. Yeah, yeah. They're just it is nuts. But it, it's been very, very compelling. But um, the one I was rooting for, who's like a kind of older MMA fighter, he's like forty-seven. Um, he's he's been knocked out, so it's down to the last five now. Right. And it, the final doesn't drop until next week, so I've, I'm jittering. I'm like, oh god. Your fascination with reality TV is something that's been very new in the last sort of year or so. It's, it, it, some things just grab me. I just, I don't yeah. know. It's, it's just, it was just that every one of these people, I'm just like, how can all these people be so beautiful, but but so skilled and good? And it's just, it's very compelling. So as I yeah. said, so I'm, I'm watching that as well. Um, I think that's that's out of my, my kind of home dunes. Um, and oh, well, we'll talk about yeah. the last um, of us in a moment. Yeah, I'll make mention one. I finished the, this flag means death. The um, comedy oh, show. Oh, yeah. What was that on? Did you say BBC iPlayer? BBC iPlayer was on, yeah. So I was right, there. cool. Yeah. I mentioned um, it till the end all night, so it's on. It's now on the radar. It's good. There's Reece Darby always excellent in it. I think Tyke has miscast in it. I don't think he's particularly good in it. I think it seems like he's worked in it, but maybe not the right role he's in. Yeah. Um, it's very hit and miss funny. Like it's not really found what it's like, what it's um, like genre and what, what it's going to be. You know, it's not like. What we do in the shadows, it seemed to come straight out the out the boat, off the boat, and just become like they knew exactly what the tone of that film was and what the TV show was, yeah. and they nailed it almost straight away. Instantly, yeah. yeah. This is still they're still searching around for a tone a little bit because they, they kind of I'm assuming they filmed it all the one time, but it, it seems like halfway through they pivot with the story a little bit. Okay. Yeah. And it feels and it feels like it's sort of a weird kind of like sort of um, like sort of shifting view a little bit. So yeah, I think the the, the premise. Does sound a bit a bit thin though. Do you know what I mean it does sound like there's, there's you know he's a gentleman, he's a pirate. Now he's a pirate. What do we do now? Kind of thing. I, I don't I, know. I, if there's not a lot to stretch with. Maybe. I they're, they're not really delving into the sort of adventure of the week aspect that they could have done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've not really the crew that's supporting them isn't as fun as you want them to be. They're not as they're not as interesting essentially. You know that's the thing. It's like if you've got a crew of like nine people who you want to try and lean on as much as you know, as possible for extra comedy. Yeah. They've got to be able to support that, and I don't think they've got the cast, maybe not the cast, but the writing right for those nine people to be. Yeah. Like, so like when you watch American Office, for example, you know the main point of the show is the is um, Steve Carell's character, the, the David Brent character. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Stephen Steve Carell. But then everybody else in that show, even though they only for a small part of the times, had enough 
interested to, to boost that show. So you yeah. look forward to seeing a character, even if it was only for two minutes, yeah. you look forward to seeing that character, and then eventually the, the character became bigger and bigger in, within the show. This hasn't really... I've not, there's no one in this show so far that I really feel that interested about anyone else, other than the Reese Darby character. I enjoy watching him on screen. It's yeah. very funny. Yeah, but then one man... I suppose one person can carry a show, but... For how long? Yeah, and, and it depends on the writing as well, as you say. Do you think Taika needs to kind of stay behind the camera more, do you think? I think Taika needs to stop spreading himself so thin. Like, Taika yeah. seems to say yes to a lot of jobs. Yeah. And he's also married to Rita Ora or something, so the man's busy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I feel like he's, he's got to at least, you know, settle down and sort of maybe not have so many split, uh, plates spinning. He's got apparently got like another Marvel film. He got a Star Wars film coming up. He's got yeah, yeah. Um, a bunch of TV shows. He's also acting in some places. He's also got um, like that football one coming out as well. So he's like he's yeah. he's, he's doing a lot. Of, he's a lot doing of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe be a bit more kind of choosy about. Where he goes yeah, but just don't say yes to everything because you know, it's almost like he wants to say yes to it because he, he loves it and I, I get that, but. Like, can you really do, like, I think he was going to do Akira, wasn't he, at one point? He's still yeah. that. He's got that, plus Star Wars, plus a Marvel project, yeah. plus all his comedy stuff. You go, like, oof, that's a lot of... A lot yeah, of man, yeah, you need time off as well, dude, kind of, yeah. yeah I almost feel like he was only on set at this one for maybe, like, hey, okay, I've got four days to be on set for this, like, just do everything in four days and that's me, I'm off. Right. You know, right. that kind of thing. So, anyway, it's, it's enjoyable, but maybe not, it didn't hit me as much as I wanted it to hit me. Yeah, but because I know you were enjoying it, it sounds yeah. like it just ran, it's just fizzled away a wee bit. Yeah. A wee bit, yeah, towards the end, I, I didn't oh, yeah. finish it as quickly as I wanted to finish it, and then feel I need to run back to it all the time. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> we'll talk about the main show we've watched this week, Colin, and that is episode oh. five of The Last of Us. I believe it's called, is it Adapt and Survive? Is the name of the episode? Um, not Adapt, Something and Survive. Um, Persevere and Survive or something like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so we find our heroes, they're... they're Still try to move west essentially across the country, mm. and, they, and they run into sort of two other people who are in similar troubles. Yeah, the story is there. I'm not going to spoil the story for anyone. Um, again, an exceptionally strong episode that fucking almost breaks your heart. Yeah, that, that was um sad again. Without it's hard not to spoil this one, isn't mm. it? But Jesus, man, what, what a gut punch! Yeah, it wasn't it? It was like just I think when, when it stopped me, Lady, and we're just like. There's just that silence. You could cut with yep. a knife for about a minute. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and this one brought some serious zombie action as well. Oh, geez, in a big way. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was. Um, yeah, but it it doesn't look cheap or nasty. It's no. like a cinematic zombie yeah. attack. Do you know what I mean? It's like proper. Like fuck. There's there's money in this. Do you know what I mean? There, there's well, like two episodes with very little zombie in it, haven't you? You've not really much in it. And so yeah, is that yeah. a zombie show without zombies for a lot of it? I, I, it uses tension really well, doesn't well, it? Oh yeah. It, it's That's just well. all about. It's, it's there's a constant tension. So when the zombies do come, you're like fuck yeah. You know the payoffs. The way yeah. it's worth it. You know, but um. It's an amazing episode. Every, uh, so far, there's not been a miss on this so far. It's no, it really hasn't. Some of the strongest <coughs> I've seen. Um, the, the only thing that made me sad is they dropped this one on Saturday because of the Super Bowl. Yes. Um, so I didn't get to see you on a Monday. Yeah, I'm the same. I'll be a bit, kind of, I'll be a bit lost on Monday. I'm like, yeah. what's tonight? Yeah, I, I think we watched Cheers, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, again, the acting, again, is top of this. And, Every week you see the chemistry between uh, Ellie and Joel just it, it's getting more and more stronger, solid. Stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the writing's phenomenal. Um, and I, I like the Ellie Lansky character because I thought she was phenomenal, and I'd love to see more of her. Obviously, yeah, but. yeah. Um, but they gave her accountability, which was quite kind of nice uh-huh. in the way they've done it. And do you know what? It's like that Thanos thing, and you're like, you know, yeah, I kind of get your point. Do you know what I mean as well? Um, yeah, she's 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 evil. She's um, still fucking nuts. But you, you see the the And you can understand how someone people put in a 20-year war of survival can get to that point. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, I, she, she was really good. She, she's fucking creepy, isn't she? She's like a horrible, horrible person. Isn't it? Like, oh, I, don't, I yeah. don't like you at all. You make me... Ooh. People were very angry. Apparently, a lot of them were very angry that she wasn't like Sarah, Ham- Sarah Connor-esque. Yeah, you were saying that. Why would she be? Why is the point she's... So terrifying she is that guy that, that kind of henchman she's got with the 
the full beard and the all the guns, man, he looks fucking terrifying. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he totally. obeys her at a moment's notice. Yeah, you can see in his face, he's like, I know this is wrong, but I'll fucking do what I'm told. To. So, <laughs> and I go, what has made him get to that point where he will do anything she says? And that is fucking terrifying. Yeah. What I do like about the show, though, is, is all all throughout, is, is it's never been scared to just, you know, like, like, kind of use a character poignantly and then dispose of them and be like, right, we're done with that. Yeah. Let's fucking go. And I, I like that a lot. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to fucking keep every character. But nothing feels cheap, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, nothing nothing at all. <coughs> I think this is something that, that, that honestly, they generally say this, I would happily pay weekly to see in the cinema. Yeah, no, genuinely. It is. It's, it, it yeah. Every episode feels cinematic. Yeah, yeah, and, and I would gladly pay, like, there's a tenner every Monday, I'll go and watch it. I'm excited to see what next, like, Sunday's episode brings. I might know yeah. where it's going to go. And, and I'm also, I'm, I'm constantly, if they decide to do another bottle episode of different characters I don't know, I'm willing to go with it because I, you, you're that's, trusting what they're doing. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> it. They're, they've not let you down, you know, they've earned that trust, you've done that, and, and it, it works. Um, there's only three more to go, I think. Four to go, yeah. I think it's an eight. Eight yeah. episodes, so that there's um seems like there's a lot to do, but then I'm thinking they're just going to let it breathe, and you know there'll be another season. Don't worry, it will happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Going to, yeah. yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how it starts to kind of wind down or wind up. I don't know. Oh, I, don't know. I don't know. But amazing watch. It just so good. So, so good. Very much so. Yeah. Um, let's go. Let's go into cinema then. We've both been to cinema this week. Yeah. So let's start with one we watched last week that you've now seen. Um. Just your very quick thoughts. I gave Puss in Boots seven and a half out of ten. That's Puss in Boots the last wish. Yeah. Um, what are you giving Puss in Boots the last wish? Seven and a half out of ten. How good is it? Because it's fucking phenomenal. I took uh, took my son Caleb to see it and, and my niece and and they loved it. I loved it. It's like fucking wow, man. Um, that animation is just like when it switches is so clever um it's funny um it's charming is you, you get the apocalypse now bit how good I was the apocalypse now bit <laughs> it was brilliant and i see you mean they, they just play it pure deadpan do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then you hear that music and you're like fuck <laughs> off do you, do you know what i mean it's <laughs> just like what um the, the action sequences were that the opening sequence was phenomenal with the giant oh, the fighting the, fight the big kind of plant monster thing yeah yeah amazing and, and that that wolf's creepy as fuck as well yes yeah, yeah, I do get what you mean about the the, the Goldilocks and the Bears. They all seemed a wee bit kind of cast wrong, maybe just for the rest of the show, possibly. Yeah. Um, but overall, it was bloody brilliant. So it's it was... way better than you ever thought it could ever be. Like honestly, you heard of a Puss in Boots movie coming out, you'd never, you didn't think it would be anything special at all. But it's got proper heart to it. So I mean, it yeah. does take you a journey and brand it. You know, you're like, yeah, I should be a better person as well. You know, yeah. I, I should. Um, I, I also really like. Um, it's the first time I've seen it. DreamWorks new opening kind of sprawl. Oh, I guess through all the kind of, the kind of yeah. Um, thing, yeah. It, I, I know, I know, it's fucking ripping off Disney in a, in a big way. But you know what? It, it fucking works, man. I was, I was like, look at that, it's Freck, and there's there's Kung Fu Panda, and I was, oh, oh, oh yeah. right, But what a great film, man! It was um, brilliant. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, like I hope, I hope it wins the Oscar. Don't expect to be good. It's nice to be surprised yeah. by something. I, I genuinely hope this. This is now my, my Oscar favorite for animated. Pinocchio. I think this was a million times better than Pinocchio. I mean, that's, I, up for, that's up for debate, but I think Pinocchio, based on the technical a, a way to make it, um, I think that will set it apart. And I think people in the, in the Academy are aware of that almost. So they're always going to award. The film is very good. But they're going to award the technical side of it as well. Yeah, be a pity because I think this should win it. Because well, it's, honestly, I mean, I thought it was a, I thought Pinocchio was an absolute shoe in for it. Mm. Like absolutely no, not a thing. I thought like putting boots on the list is almost like it was the only other film people could think of. Mm. But I think now it might be a bit closer than people are expecting. Yeah, yeah. Um, it? That, yeah. That that animation switch was brilliant, and the yeah. sequences were, that that was just like wow. Just so I like this, the whole scene when you're going through like Puss's nine lives or his eight lives, like how yeah. you, you lost them. It's like Caleb <laughs> loved that. He thought that was brilliant. He latched onto the Irish one. He he loved the Irish one for some reason. Or um, he, was, he was like, why was it being Irish? Dad, and I explained to Patrick's day and all that to him. But yeah. he, he totally latched. He loved that. But it was a cracking sequence. Nice, really nice. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, so yeah, well done. So well recommended <laughs> and. Um, yeah, I, I went to see it on your recommendation, and wow. I'm glad you're not Boy, did it live up to it. Yeah. 
Awesome. Uh, well, I'll do one I watched on Amazon Prime or Prime Video. It's called Somebody I Used to Know, directed by our favourite Franco. Dave. Dave, yeah. yeah. Uh, who directed a film called The, the Good Ring. Franco, not the Bad Franco. The Good Franco. Not, the, 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 <laughs> nothing but charming Franco, not the yeah. slightly dodgy thing with young girls. Yeah, Franco. Franco. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the plot of this film is a woman who's like works in a sort of reality TV um, and she goes back home to her hometown. When she gets back there, she happens to bump into her ex-boyfriend, the one that got away from like high school, the one that she, you know, very deep mean point. They almost got married at one point. And it happens to be the weekend of his wedding. So she's someone who gets roped into um, being the videographer for it. And all the family love her because she's like the prodigal daughter coming home and all this kind of stuff. And she systematically goes about, sometimes by choice, sometimes by bad fortune, basically ruining this whole wedding oh. as she goes through sort of a midlife crisis of trying to figure out what her life is going to be now that her show has been cancelled. And she doesn't really know where she's going to go from now. And she starts thinking, did, did she make a mistake by leaving this? Like leaving the small town to go to LA to become the big Hollywood star, and could, you know, could she have stayed with this guy and become, you know, a happy, happy life in the, the small town? Um, so it's kind of a bit kind of indie in that respect, you know, it's yeah. kind of a little bit, a little bit, little Miss Sunshiny, all that kind of, all that kind of stuff. Um, so in the film, you've got Alison Brie playing the sort of the hot mess, I think is maybe yeah. the best way yeah, to put it. Yeah. Um, I didn't know it was actually married to Dave Franco. I didn't know this. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 What a cute couple. They are a very cute couple. I've, watched, I've been now getting very fascinated by Alison Brie and Dave, Dave Franco's like Instagram and TikTok thing. Right. A very nice relationship, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think um, they seem happy. Um, seem very, they seem very happy in life, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so they both they co-wrote this, and then Dave directed, and Alison Brie was a the star. Uh, you've also got G. Ellis from Top Gun. He played Payback in Top Gun. Okay, yep, yep. yep. Oh, yeah. You've also got as a sort of love interest, his love interest, in it, the one who's you get married to is Kesey Clemens, who is a girl in Dope. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember her. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's like, I've watched it going, why is everyone in Dope not mega famous? They all should be yeah, fucking mega did, famous. Did, that, that film should have opened a lot more doors. That, that yeah. film should have got a lot more recognition and it fucking yeah. never got, it's a shame, really. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I, know kid, one, I know the kid got into like, the Spider-Man films, one of them, um, mm. but that film needed to be, have a bigger step off people. Anyway. For sure. Yeah. You've also got a nice wee community um, Hook up, you've got Danny Puddy from um, Community. Oh, is he right? Okay. Danny, yeah. he plays uh, the friend. Uh, you got Haley Joel Osmond, he plays like about he plays the brother in law. Um, and also Julie Haggerty um, plays the From Airplane? Yes. Wow. She's in a that... bunch of stuff now. She plays like sort of kind of crazy, not quite like kind of hippie ish mum. That's yeah. a new thing. She was in, um, what was that one with Mark Wahlberg and um, Rose Byrne? They're trying to adopt. Um, the kids. Yeah, I remember her in that. That's right. Yeah, yeah the instant family. Yeah. She plays the kind of. Oh, I love Julie Hager. Yeah, such a crush. Of teenage crushes, we should mention Raquel Welsh passed away. Oh, dude, I can't talk about it, man. Sad. Sad. Really, really, really. Did you sad. spend many hours with Raquel Welsh? Did you? I, I did this. Yeah, I did. Um, alone in a dark room. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was, dude, I was a teenage kid, man. Fucking. You know, a million BC, fantastic voyage, Cap Blue. Yeah, man. You yeah. understand where Andy Dufresne's coming from, is what you're saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that's, that's sad, man. Sad, sad, sad. Yeah, sad. very sad. Cheer me oh. up. Cheer me up, sorry. So, not with this <laughs> film, unfortunately. Um, I'm, it, one of those films, it's like, you know, this, it's a studio production, but it's trying to pretend to be like an indie, mm. you know? So it's ticking all those boxes of, of like trying to be an indie, but it just never really feels legitimate because it lacks the charm that would make an indie an indie. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. I don't know if I'm explaining that right. No, no, I, I get. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Um, it's kind of looking for that. Not not Soderbergh. Um, what's his face? All right, all right, all right. Oh, uh, McConaughey. Kind of going, yeah, kind of going for that, that kind of feel with the films he's been in. Um, yeah, kind of, and, and, I can't get that link later vibe to it. But it's yeah, link later, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but not quite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, you can tell it's all done in some way by committee. I know, like, obviously, Franco and Alison Brie, the ones who wrote it, and they're sort of definitely the, the driving force behind it, but you can feel studio hands in it. Yeah. You, know, you, yeah. Can, feel, you can feel them. Not compensate, but I've had to like sort of negotiate and all to get things you know through, and, and it's maybe taking away from the story. Maybe want to tell a little bit. Yeah. There's also 
every fucking character has got nothing but first world problems. So it becomes a point that not a single character that you actually care or like or actually want to go, I hope you become the character who gets what they want out of this. Yeah. They all become really like just going, I don't think he's any likable at all. He's always people I would quite happily cross the street from. If I saw you in a bar, I would not want to talk to you. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just no one is likable at all. Um Franco holds like Dave Franco holds the direction well, it's well handled, it's kinda of unremarkable, it's not anything I would say you go Com- competent. Competent, is, yeah, well structured, yeah. nothing looks out of place, everything's where it should be and you know, everything's well lit and everything looks nice, but it's not anything I go like that's really flashy and that really that really really done much with it, you know. Yeah, so that's yeah. a bit not bad, but as you can see he's got a he can, he can do something behind the camera. I, I, I remember seeing the film The Rental, and that's more of a horror type film. Yeah. He can hold tension. So he obviously has got a talent. He's worked with enough, yeah. on enough sets with enough actors, enough directors that he knows what he's doing. Um, do you think as he matures, he'll hopefully he'll yeah, awesome as a director. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. maybe hopefully the point. Maybe maybe have that one great idea, you know, like the John Krasinski, you know, the quiet yeah. place type thing, you know, and just yeah. run with that. Yeah. Um, it's a very talented cast. You know, they're all very funny, but. They makes the, the the writing makes them make very weird choices. Sometimes just completely out of character, and sometimes just go. That's just the dumbest choice to make. That yeah. seems completely unrealistic. Like, and it takes you out of the film. You're going like, no one would ever do that. Yeah. You know, and I can't even you can't even you can't even justify it by the character of what they're doing. Like they would do that. Yeah. yeah. So it's a film I watch with, with kind of higher hopes because like I, I like Alison Brie, I like Dave Franco, and I like the kind of the premise behind the idea behind it. But I just I watched it just feeling very cold and I felt like I was being played to throughout it. Yeah. Like yeah. It, you know, I could I could see that I could see the um the strings. I could see You were you always know, aware you're watching a written film that, that's manufactured. Yeah, it did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I yeah. did. Um it's a shame because we do love Dave Franco and we want to, to succeed in all things. Yes, we do. We always want Dave Franco to succeed. And also for that, Mark Allison Brie as well. We'd like to see yeah. him succeed as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. First one, this, it's slightly let me, let me down a fair bit. I'll give it a 5 out of 10. Fine. You're so generous. I'd be like, fucking 2 out of 10. I'd be... No, because it was, it was completely handled. Everyone's, everyone looks good. Everyone talk, Everyone everyone can act. It's just... just I just... Um, just left me very cold. Run of the mill, sir. Aye, run of the mill probably the best yeah. way to one it's maybe not around the mill. One we have both seen at the cinema call, and you saw it last ooh, week. I saw ooh. it literally last night. Yeah, <coughs> and that is Knock at the Cabin, um, directed by Mr. M. Night Shyamalan, um, who directed obviously The Sixth Sense, which still holds up amazingly well. And you also mentioned Bruce Willis. Very sad news yesterday. Yeah, he's been officially diagnosed. Yeah, um, dementia. Yeah, I kind of seen it. I seen it. I seen it coming, but yeah, it doesn't doesn't make it any more palatable. It's yeah. sad. Sad news. Probably one of the few remaining movie stars. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe him, Cruz, and Washington, probably. Maybe Reeves, possibly. Who? Keno. Chink. Mm, possibly. It's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah possibly. Mm. Late Washington movie star. Yeah. But well as you go, he's a movie star. Yeah. Oh, totally. He, he, he sold movies. You, you go and see a film because he was in it, and it was a yeah. bad film. It did the matter. It had Bruce Willis in it. It's, yeah. You know, you've seen a Bruce Willis film, you didn't see a bad film at that point. Yeah. 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 So very sad, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Um, Shyamalan's also written films like Signs, which I'm a big, I'm a massive fan of Signs. Um, and more recently, if we're going to get to his more recent work, he did a film called Old, I think last year, or the year before. Uh, I think Old was last year, maybe, yeah. <laughs> um, which was, I think we both enjoyed it in some I level. I enjoyed Old, yeah, a lot yeah. more than people gave it credit for, yeah. 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 Also done Split, which I think was an excellent film. Enjoyed, uh, yeah. And Glass, which was less enjoyable. I enjoyed Glass as well. And then there was The the, the Visitors as well. Was it The Visitors? The one with the grandparents, what was that called? The visit that was just yeah. called that was that, that is was messed up. There's some stuff in that film that you have never never seen before. And it was bloody good as well. <laughs> Very enjoyable film, yes. I, I think I think he's I think he's people are still kind of saying no. I think he's back in form again. I, well, I think I, I think we'll get to this now. I'll um, I'll make my my case for. Mr. Oh, go on. Um, so the plot of this one, first of all, is it's I'll, I'll try not to spoil it, but essentially there's a couple with a kid at a cabin. Um, kind of Airbnb rental, they're having a wonderful time, all of a sudden four people turn up at the door and essentially tell them if they don't kill one of them, or one of them doesn't choose to be killed between the three of them, um, the world will end. Yeah, yeah. It becomes an existential crisis between these four people, the the family unit, 
to try and yeah. decide what to do and also to make them believe what they're telling is the truth because who would who would believe such a thing it's, yeah but it's what i loved is such a simple premise but yeah fucking terrifying like terrifying shit. Yeah, yeah yeah so in the film you've got um our favorite drax uh, dave batista yeah uh, you've also got jonathan groff you've got ben aldridge who pretty much begins to own the film i, I, was, I was surprised that he became the, the bigger which one name. was ben aldridge which one was he he's the the parent who got beat up in the bar cool got you yep right? yep um, you got Rupert the Grint. angry one, yeah. The angry one, yeah. yeah. Rupert Grint um, pops yes, up. Yes, Rupert yeah. Grint does pop up. Yeah. Um, Nikki Amaku Bryo um, is um, is uh, one of the people who turn up as well, and Abby Quinn as well, and also got a young girl and uh, a daughter whose name I can't remember the, the young girl's name, but she's and I'll get the name this now because it's very, which was very good. Um, Colin, what do you think of this one? I enjoyed this so so much. I think I went in looking forward to it, and. There's always that fear if you look forward to something and it disappoints. And that this this I know Shia and people go in with way to be you know. You saw me. Kristen Koo is the uh, the young the, girl. The young girl. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, with Shia I think people go in and it's like I don't know what I'm going to get. And and I was like, no, I I, I want to see a good film. This is mm-hmm. going to be good. This is going to be good. And by God, it was good. Um, it. It's, ve- it's a very insular film, it, you know. It's, it's almost all in one one location. I said, yeah, pretty much. Apart from some news reports you see on the TV, yeah, it's yeah. all in one place. But bloody hell, does it build tension and, yes. and 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 keep that tension going and going and going? And and it's such a great, great way. Um, yeah. it, it it done it for me, dude. Really, yeah. really done it for me. Um, I'm much the same to be honest. Like I was, I, I had hopes for it. Cause I, I've heard good things about the book. I've not read the book yet, but I've heard good mm. things about it. Uh, I know the book is very different from the film. Apparently, that's why the titles changed and things like that. They, yeah. they changed quite a bit about it. Um, but it was such a top, well-structured thriller. Like, you know, yeah. it, it builds the tension throughout it. The first two acts are excellent. I think it does stumble in the third, in the finale. Even the last 15 minutes, it does kind of stumble a fair it's, bit. Yeah, because I think it promises so much. And that's yeah. a big fucking delivery to give you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, yeah, I, think yeah. I think they could have done something different. They would have made it a... It might not have made it as a, it made it a more satisfying and it made it a bit more sense. Um, so that, I would say the third act to me was a bit of a, a stumbling point. Um, I thought the performances were excellent. Um, I thought Aldridge playing the the, the angry father mm-hmm. was excellent. I thought he really yeah. brought a lot. Yeah. Um, Grint and the other people involved in the sort of the 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 visions and things like that, they were maybe a bit sidelined. They didn't really have the they were secondary characters. To they had, they had enough to make themselves notable, but they were a bit mm. sidelined. Yeah. I thought the best thing in this film, and I was amazed at how good he was, was Dave Batista. He was a revelation, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, Charlemagne knows what to do with him. I've never seen yeah. Batista act like that, ever. Like, it was a Jesus. performance where he, he managed to, because he makes a person like him feel vulnerable. Yeah. If you look at him, yeah. he's like, what, six foot four, built like a brick shithouse, like, there's yeah. nothing vulnerable with that man. He, yeah. He's a school teacher. You go, no way. But I think he kind of sold it. He had that sort of... Dude, like, with you. It, um, like, it's a... Uh, what I'm trying to think. Because Bane had it a little bit in, um, in the Batman film. It's sort yeah. of this, it's Sadness, like almost. Sadness, like but gentleness, also... Gentleness, yeah. A, but then also, like, a threatening intelligence. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he, he didn't feel angry. He just felt, you know, but he could go, if he wanted to, he could fuck me up. But he also felt like a guy who didn't know how big he was. Yeah, yeah, his size didn't matter. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. we, we know he's big. You could see he's big, but he's just just a fucking guy, you know, would come yeah. to deliver a message. Um, it happens to be like the size of Dave Batista. <laughs> yeah, but um, it, I thought he was a revel. I mean, like, I mean, I know when he got cast as Drax, I know he'd taken acting lessons because, you know, he'd really wanted to kind of impress James Gunn and stuff like that. Oh. Um, and I've, I've seen kind of elements of him acting, and as you rightly said last week, even acting Drax, that's a choice yeah, yeah, as, as well. Yeah. But to see this, it was just such a nuanced performance. Um, as I say, there's a vulnerability to that character that, that you just, just you buy it in a big way, man. But wow. It's so easy just being a big, tough guy, and that and that would, it could just be threatening. Yeah. Because of what he wants you to do and what and what's happening, so he could just be a threatening, scary character. Like if you maybe put, I think another like you put in that role who could be big and scary, like possibly like see like a stadium in that role or something or something yeah. just big and scary, nothing else to it, other than just being big and scary. But he's not. He has a vulnerability and a sadness, and like I said, and, and mm. he, he doesn't feel a panicked man. And I, I thought, I thought, his, generally, I was absolutely transfixed by 
Him because uh, you see when he's talking to the wee girl at the start, yeah, that could so easily be seen as terrifying because like it's a big massive man talking yeah. to a little tiny girl. It's like any other thing you go, I think he he's he going to he's going to kidnap her. He's going to yeah, do something, and it's totally. It, <coughs> But and I, because he's the kind of first thing you see in it, and it just holds you to feel me. Yeah. You're just like, wow, I'm just on a journey with this fucking character. Yeah. I just, I just think Shireman is the first person. It's really understood, you know, that this guy can do stuff. You know, what I mean, he's not just the fucking beefcake. Let's let's use him yeah. and totally nailed it like, in a yeah. massive, massive way. Shyamalan, he definitely knows his genre. I think he's definitely yeah, in his genre yeah. that he seems very comfortable in. He seems to know yeah. how to use it and, and sort of and, and work within it. Like I said, for every it was very much a, like a single like single set kind of film. Yeah. Um, so that helped obviously keep the budget down and stuff like that. But it helps to build attention as well. Yeah. What he does do, and he probably does it better than any director around us now, is see for just a striking image that will stick with you. Yeah. It can really hit you with something. Like, so some of the news reports, particularly the lap, like what happens in the, the sort of finale of yeah. the final thing that convinces people that something might be happening. Yeah. That is one of the fucking most terrifying I've ever watched on camera. That was it's, insane. Yeah, yeah, it's, totally. It's so, so striking. You're like going, yeah. that is really fucking terrifying. And it's, yeah, it's up there with stuff inside. You go, that just, that that stays with me. But I think because they've done it, you're watching it on the TV, on the news, uh-huh. it's just, it is, it's real, do you know I mean? You're like, fuck, <coughs> you know, you just, by that point, you're like, fuck, you know, shit, this has happened, you know, um, yeah. even though it's a movie, it's, it's insane. It's a very, it's almost a very, it's a scary idea, it's a very simple idea of what that could be, but it, it, it doesn't do it in a very dramatic way, I would say, either, but it, yeah, it, yeah. that is the thing that's come out, when I was walking out of it, that's the thing that stuck with me in my head, just, just thinking of that, it was like, fuck, yeah. you know, that's scary. Um, I like the score, it was a very unsubtle score, yeah. Like, it's like, bam, 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 bam. Like, it was, it was, uh-huh. like, it was yeah. old style. Which, like which works, you know. The, it does work. It yeah. works within the film. It, yeah, it yeah. Work. And, say for this as well, it doesn't hang around. It's an hour and 40 minutes long, and it beats so long. It doesn't try and dick around and try and add yeah. kind of too much. There's a wee bit of exposition with, like, sort of background story with some of the characters. Yeah. Like, the, the two main characters, and I, I, I could probably have not had that. Because I felt there's one particular part of it doesn't really go anywhere. Okay, well, We'll talk about off, off, mic. off mic, yeah, yeah. Um, but it doesn't really hang around. It's it just it's yeah. it's an hour and forty. It's, it's all you just go from the start, which I thought was it, excellent. At well. no point during the full thing was that <laughs> answer at all. I was just ice front the full time. Do you know what I mean just complete transfixed on yep. what was unfolding before me? Um, I I do appreciate Rupert Grant more than a lot of people. I think I don't know. I've got a, a dead soft spot for Rupert Grant. Um, I enjoyed his wee part in it. He didn't do a lot, but I did I did enjoy. He has an and Rupert Grant. Yeah, it was. it was Andrew Brooklyn, so he knew he was going to be in it for a very short period of time. But what he yeah. does, he, he owns what he has. Yeah, he turns up, doesn't he? You're like, that's fucking Rupert Then off he goes. You're like, okay. Um, it's a man who's it's a man who's got a Harry Potter paycheck coming in still. He's he's quite comfortable oh, he, doing twenty minutes work. Yeah, yeah, he he's got more money than most people will ever mm. could could ever imagine. Do you know what I mean? He yeah. doesn't need to work if he doesn't want. It. He's doing it because. He, he chooses to do it now. Like the, I'm assuming he's like the idea and he wanted to be in the film. That's that's not yeah. really get from it. And also, as a bit legitimacy, it's another name. Because other people in the film, apart from Batista, are all kind of non-names. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Having been in that role, it's almost it's a bit like you know, it's almost like the Drew Barrymore and Scream type thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. you know something identifiable. Let's get him in yeah. there. Um, like, but no, did I think? I think Shire, I don't I don't really ever think he left. I think he had a couple of misses, big fucking deal, but I think Shire is well and truly back. And if this doesn't show it, then... I think he's definitely had a few misses, but I think what he does come up with is great ideas. He's a bit, he is almost like directing long feature Twilight Zone episodes now. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes the idea, because we've all seen Twilight Zone episodes, but the idea is great. The sort of build up to it is great as well, but maybe the conclusion of it isn't quite... Yeah. Want. And there's really great one there's a, there's a bit ten Twilight Zone episodes from the even the back in the the fifties version mm. where the the, the finale is not quite up to the yeah premise yeah, build up yeah yeah and he felt like that like old had a great premise and a great sort mm. of two acts and then it did fall away with the, the finale it was completely yeah. stupid it, it's the reveals the reveals are very much what makes or breaks it a lot of the time a little bit yeah yeah. Yeah, um, which we'll talk. We'll talk about off. Revealing this one, which is it's not a I was, was going to say we'll talk about it off mic because yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's let's leave the suspense lingering. Indeed. What do you think <laughs> of that one? What do you give it a ten, Colin? Eight, eight, eight out of ten. I'm. We are in agreement again, Colin. Eight out of ten. Brilliant, Phil. I, I'm. I, I would 
gladly put us on tonight and watch it again. No at all. Yeah. And no it can work on a small screen as well. I think so. Definitely. Some very extreme close-ups in it. Yeah, yeah. There is the camera works really good. The expect the bit you said at the start, I thought that like but just to being so big talking to the wee girl, that the cameras kinda got that really well and you said there was that sense of what the fuck is gonna happen here. Do you know what I mean? You are just you're out of control at that point, you're like uh-huh. I'm along for the ride at this point, do you know what I mean? Let's go. Um, exactly, cra- exactly. cracking film, brilliant. Cracking film. Ex- generally excellent film. And a grown up film as well, that's what it's nice to see as well. Yeah, aye, totally, aye. It's not not pandering. It's it's not treating you like idiots. You know, it's like yeah. here's the fucking film. Enjoy it. You know, shut up, and watch it. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go to one column that you've seen that I've not seen. You saw it last night, and it's called Ooh. The Whale, um, directed by <coughs> Aaron Aronofsky, um, mm-hmm. who's and then a director I've, I've very much been hitting this with. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm very. He polarizes me a lot, the fucker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like we both like we both love the wrestler. Wrestler, an amazing film. I'll, yeah. I don't think I was particularly liked Mother. Mother was very confusing. Yeah, yeah. I think I came out. Un, I think I understood. I kind of I got the premise, but yeah, it was just a crazy mess of yeah. metaphors. Yeah, yeah. I love Noah. I know. I know. Mom, Michael, don't. I'm a big fan of Noah. I've not seen it yet. I'm desperate to see it. Yeah. Anyway, this film's got Brendan Fraser in it, um, Sadie Sink, and Ty Simpkins, and I'm led to believe that's pretty much it. Samantha Morton pops up in it as well, but it's generally just the them essentially is that correct? No, there's another one as well, another character who's Hong Chow. She's she she's going to win an Oscar, I hope. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, so this is a film essentially. It's a it's about an English teacher who's like what four hundred pounds, and he's basically trying to reconnect with his estranged teenage daughter. He's basically sort of isolated over the past like fifteen eight, eight years, yeah. eight years yeah. or something or so. Yeah. And it's sort of he's he knows himself he's going to die quite mm. soon. And he's yeah. trying to, try to sort of like clean the slate before he all shuffles off to Mortal Coil. Yeah. Um, I've heard interesting reviews in this one, Colm. I've not seen it yet, so I'll let you speak. What did you think of this one? So I'll, I'll go without spoilers for you, because are Please. you going to go and see this? Cause it, I'm, going to, I'm going to go and see it. I'm intrigued yeah. to see it, yes. Yeah. Um, so the first thing to say, and, and everybody's said it, is performances. Um, Brendan Fraser, not, not, to me, he's never been away. Um, you know, he's been absent, but he's never been fucking missing um he, he's he's back in a fucking in not a punt in a big way this is yeah. um that that this is a performance piece um mm. the film is, is it's purely on him to carry this film and he fucking does it like, yeah. what a powerhouse performance um he is pretty much in every scene yeah, um, another single location film as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So everything's tight, and it. Yeah, you feel that. Um, feel I'll get that, to that. Yeah. That's a negative, but I'll get to that. Yeah. But, um, Fraser is outstanding, and the guy's acting with, you know, a bodysuit on. You know, the, 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 <laughs> so I, I think he's close to six hundred pounds, possibly. Yeah, it's so you know, he's he's acting with a fucking massive suit, so he's depending on. The nuances, you know, the, yeah. the, he is, and Jesus Christ, man, he's the performance is just sublime, like right. fucking mind-blowingly good. Yeah. Um. The 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 other one, the the Asian actress, um, who plays his best friend and also a nurse. Mm-hmm. Again, she is absolutely outstanding. So there's two performances that are just driving this film. Um, yeah, um, I think she's got an Oscar nomination and utterly deserved. Um, both of them should win if they don't. It, that, that's a, it's a fucking injustice in the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yes, you've nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, um, I can see why. This is the problem with the film is it's driven by those two performances. And we're talking one of those five star performances, three star movie. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly that. Um, I've been reading reviews and a lot of people are, are kind of giving applause to Sadie Sink's performance. Mm. I didn't get it. Right. Um, the Ty Simpkins character, to me, seemed ridiculous. Right. Um, and the fifth character, great Smart performance, good performance for her as well. She, she's done awesome. That's why she's very, really bad. I think the, the problem with this film is is it, it gives you characters and situations that are so unbelievable mm. that you don't fucking believe you're like well that's you know you, you know that's too contrived to be a thing that's right. going to happen 
you know, that a character can't just turn up and be like that. Do you know I mean stuff like that? Um, that, that kind of really took me out of the movie. The thing um, I've heard in that is it sort of it's not treating the Fraser character sympathetically. He's almost it's almost it's kind of the butt of the joke almost. Is that's and that's so they're using his. It, it's, I it's don't almost, even think it's the butt of the joke. I think it's voyeuristic. Yeah, I think that's what uh, it is. Um, because he's wearing this big suit, and I'll get on to more about that in a wee second. But the camera will linger over him. So if he stands yeah. up, you know, the camera's panning down, and you're seeing everything. Um, at one point, he takes his top off and goes to the shower. And the camera is with it, so you're seeing the body. All it's of it. want to make you feel sick. It's, it's wanting to always get a reaction from you. Yeah, try to get that sort of yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then. The, the makeup itself, the suit, the prosthetics. Jesus, dude, I've never seen anything like this. Um, you, uh, you are watching, you know, like a 500, 600 pound man with mm. Brendan Fraser's face. It doesn't, you don't think that's makeup. That's you, at no point, you know it is. You know it is. But when you're watching it, you're like, well, you know, the, that's the character. Um, but, but yeah, you know, the, the camera seems to delight and, and kind of golden you into looking at it almost, do you know what I mean? It's looking at, which makes me feel, I don't, I, and there's a lot of debate about this online, you know, is it anti, anti-sizist or not anti-fat? I don't know. Yeah. Um, It's hard to tell. The camera sometimes does treat it like that, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's, you know, that's something to, to be revealed by. Aye. Possibly, and look, well, you know why that that's not <coughs> not what the story's about. You know it's not yeah. what it's trying to drive. You know the story's, point, the story's about him making. Um, like for example, if they change the story to be from his weight to let's say he's got a disease he's dying of, yeah, is that going to be a different story? Like is is the weight thing seen as like you can't feel sympathy for him because that's self inflicted, whereas getting a disease almost is, yeah yeah, yeah. Al- almost which I don't think. Unfortunately, it's the point it's trying to make. Yeah, I think yeah. it's done that in, in a stupid, stupid way. Um, but again, the, the, despite all the shortcomings of I've went over there, the performance is just fucking mind. I mean, really, is mind blowing. And like I say, this is it's just Brendan acting, you know, through yeah. his voice, his affliction, and his eyes, basically. Yeah, yeah. And Jesus, what a heartbreaking performance! You know, he just. You buy you buy the character in the big way. You think it beats um, Farrell out for the the Oscar? I think it might. I, I, I actually might, yeah. do think it might because it is it's, it's a comeback it's a, story as well. Yeah, but it's a performance. Um, touching on what you said earlier on, though, is it it does feel like you're watching a theatre piece. It, yeah. it doesn't feel like a movie. You know, you you can see instantly you're like this this is a play, and you can see it's a set piece, and you can see. You can imagine I'm in a fear or not in a movie, um, which I didn't like so much. Um, well, there's a film out next week we're going to talk about, we're going to try and watch, um, and it, it's been directed on a film a couple of years, last year called The Father, and I think The Father is a play, and you can sense it, but I think you've done enough in that film to make it kinetically interesting enough that it didn't feel like a play. Yeah, yeah. But I do, I have seen films in the past that are like, sort of just like, who was it? Denzel Fences, that was based on a play, and that felt like a play to me mm. when I was watching it. This know. is the, this exact same. Did you do? You can envision, you know, you're like, no, that this is this is how exactly how you look in a theatre, exactly. Yeah. And it, it is, you know, it's almost shot with that as well. Yeah. Um, out of ten, out of ten, six. I'm afraid. Um, and and ten that's performance, pu- five for yeah, film. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I say, I think. All the Oscar buzz and all that, it's, I, I, I wouldn't take away from that. Um, I think they say the same performance. Maybe it's just me. I didn't get the character at all. Right. Um, and the other character, I'm like, why is that a thing at all? I know. Um, right. But I'll, I'll be interested to see what you think, because obviously you you kind of go into a bit more of a technical mindset than I do as well. Do you know what I mean? So you're a bit more analytical, whereas I'm kind of watching on the surface. Um, and my articulation of what I'm thinking probably isn't that good, so you'll probably maybe. It's interesting. It's up for three nominations. Mm. So best actor, best actress supporting role, yep. and best makeup. Yeah. It's not up for director or screenplay or um, cinematography or best picture. So they are. I think that's why he might win the best actor. Yeah. Want to give it something, and think that would be the one to give it. You to. might get it. Um, I I can see why it's up for those categories and not the others because I 
some of the dialogue is clunky and, yeah. and you know it's like heavily written um so i, I kind of get that um cinematography is you know there's nothing special so i kind of get why it's been omitted from categories that, that people maybe think it, it should be but um yeah reading reviews and stuff for it online and stuff like that it does seem to be a very divisive film um mm-hmm. and it is sparking a lot of debate about you know as a you know, is it mocking fat people? Is it not? You know, is it plenty of sympathy? Is it not? And stuff like that. And I think, I think people take away from what they will. And, and I think we've got your mindset already to some degree. Um, yeah. But I think, I think you can, you can be, you can tell a story about someone like you know about someone with a weight problem, you know, low weight, high weight, um, or someone who's got an addiction. As mm. long as you don't use that, so as long as you don't linger on that to the point where it becomes voyeuristic and it becomes. Yeah. Like, you almost yeah. want to. You know, there comes a point from what I've heard. It's not quite the same, but like it almost becomes a bit Cronenbergian, where it's yeah. taking a little bit of yes. a, a pleasure yeah. and yeah. trying to disgust you. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. No, it does. God. Yeah. That. That's a good. A good kind of summary. Yeah. Um. It, it, really, the biggest problem for me is you need to, I think, suspend disbelief and embrace that these characters are, are right. you know doing things that they're doing and you've got to accept that if you don't like me you'll be like well those characters didn't make any fucking sense at all yeah. that was a big problem but not not a bad film I'm not, not bad film. it's a bad film um it just you know it kind of gets you thinking and it's like yeah, all over the place but pff, brendan's back brendan, brendan, brendan back. is fucking back yeah next one um we've got the last film of the week colin and that is one that i've seen on netflix that you've not seen and it is called viking wolf <laughs> oh <laughs> directed by See, this is probably it's Norwegian, so I'm going to have to pronounce all the Scandinavian names. Mm-hmm. And <coughs> this will create problems for myself. So, directed by Stig Svensson, which I genuinely believe that every single sec- every second person in Norway might be called Stig Svensson. Um, great book, yeah. I have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you yeah. could be right. <laughs> so, um, he directed a film called Kings Bay and Elevator, both of which I've not seen. Um, so, the plot of this one is it's a wolf story. It's, it talks about the idea that a wolf was brought back from France during the Viking long boat yeah. um, and it's lived in the Norwegian forests and it's you know done its thing there running with the pack and now that mankind's encroaching on its land it sort of started killing people um, and it basically attacks a young girl she gets in the traditional werewolf sense gets scratched by it so what happens when that happens to you Colin she becomes a werewolf she becomes a werewolf and it's sort of wow, I want to see this now Fuck it's a two-hander between her story of becoming a werewolf and her mother, who's a police chief, investigating the murders in the town. When's this set? Wait a minute. Wait, wait, when's this set? It's like set now. Oh, it's not a Viking thing? No, the Viking's just the premise to start it up. Oh, yeah, what? Dude, I'm... That's, I'm going to get to that, Colin, because that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> I was hoping for, like, Vikings versus werewolves. That's what I was, that's what I was aiming at. Um, and unfortunately, that's not what it is. Um, so in the film, you've got Liv, um, Liv and Jones... Um, who plays the police chief. She's in uh, Midsummer. if you get a chance to watch that. Arthur Hakalakati plays someone. You're just um, fucking spouting Lion King songs now. Yep. <laughs> you've also got Marius Lean is in it as well. And you've got the well-named Ellie Rianne Muller-Osborne. So I don't know where she's from. You know, <laughs> Take a pick. Anywhere in Western England. Europe is where, yeah. is where um, young Ellie um, hails from. Um, so it's it's a it's a fine, if somewhat by the books werewolf movie, when it promised by the title and sort of the opening, like sort of premise for the opening, <laughs> something like oh cool, I'm going to see Vikings fight werewolves. That's what I'm going to see. This is what I'm looking forward to. And then it turned into basically, you know, is it a coming of age story? To, to a certain degree, yes. <laughs> so the interesting premise, interesting start, but then it sort of devolved into sort of a generic story. It was a bit dull. Um, it is maybe struggling with its budget. Maybe that's why it didn't quite get the the Viking elements right because um, it's you can clearly see it's 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 not got the budget. Um, and it's almost a multiple. Like they have the mother investigating the werewolf and have the daughter turning. You've got two stories going there that don't really work. It's trying to go with American Wolf in London. It's trying to do the both stories and that that they yeah. do. But yeah. that one still heavily favours the werewolf story. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So this one's trying to maybe give equal time to both, and it's like we know what's happening. We know who's killing the people. So yeah. you, you investigate. There's not a mystery. Yeah. 
mysteries yeah, solved. The mystery team just been told us. So it just it, it felt a bit dull at times, to be honest, unfortunately, even though if it's about werewolves and I love a werewolf story. Oh, did um, it have transformation or did, did it do did it? Did it not enough. You sort of see the eyes go, and then it's like you hear noises and stuff. So it's budget, yeah, on a budget. Yeah, yeah. Um, the cast are all very solid. They all commit to it. Um, it's a decent, if a little bit underwhelming, Netflix movie. Yeah. Oh, I want to see Vikings killing werewolves. As that's well. what you want when you yeah. call wolf. That's what you're thinking, aren't you? Yeah, totally. Or a wolf that thinks it's a Viking and. Goes about plundering English castles. I don't know. Yes. Just, I don't want to see a fucking teenage coming at your fucking age. <laughs> yeah. I want to see fangs and axes for fuck's sake. That is kind of what the dream was calling, and unfortunately, <laughs> disappointed with what it was in that respect. The, the title, should have watched the trailer or something, but the title did not live up to what I was hoping for, unfortunately. Read the fucking blurb. So, I should have read the blurb. I just saw, I just saw Viking Wolf and like, woofed. Um, so yeah, I give it five and a half out of ten. <laughs> That's a not bad score, though, considering... Oh, it's a Friday night movie on Netflix. Yeah. Do. Maybe we should make Viking Wolf or pitch That's to something. we should do, Viking Wolf movie. Remember the one... Remember Brotherhood of the Wolf? I do remember Brotherhood of the Wolf, yeah. yeah you yeah. know, that was, that was a great, like, sort of, like, werewolf in, like, sort of, like, Renaissance France, wasn't it? But... I like... Um, one of my favourite kind of Viking-y weird films is... What's the one with Jim Cavazil's in it? Pathfinder. Was, uh, was it Alien? Yeah. Yeah, aliens, making yeah. the aliens. Yeah, that that was great, man. That was awesome. you know, they went out and fucked up. You know, we're fucking Vikings. Let's we're... even just look at last year, Prey, Native Americans versus. Yeah, we, yeah, we we need more of shit. We need that kind of shit. Yeah. I mean, we need fucking Brazilian rainforest versus chupacabra. I'm, yeah, I'm, with, anything with, like that, I'm down with. Versus chupacabra. I do um, like chupacabra. Yeah, so <laughs> Viking wolf. If, you got, if, you want, if you're looking for something on a Friday night, maybe not the worst thing, but like I said. Prepare yourself for the fact that the, the opening does not live up to the premise. They the, the don't live up to the opening of what was there. Odin does not come down and smite a wolf. <laughs> no. no. Um, the next week, Colm, we've got a very cinema-heavy week next week. Oh, what's um, that? We have out, number one, well, the one that's going to dominate all the screens, I think, is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So this, this is Marvel's... I guess if you've not seen the TV show Loki, this is in now introducing the new Big Bad, isn't it? Yes, that's what we can. Yeah. Which they're going to have to do in a soft way because they can't assume that everybody's watched Loki, so they're going to have to go into this way. You have no fucking knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. So that's how this week, that'll be taking up a lot of screens. Um, Out in smaller smaller screens and and sort of less wide release, but ones that are apparently getting very good um, reviews make worth seeing. We've got The Sun. Which is a follow-up to the father. Not they're mm. not connected in terms of story, just same directors, yeah, um, and same writer. But it's a uh, Hugh Jackman playing the son, mm-hmm. and it's sort of him dealing with his father and his own son. So it's like he becomes like sort of a, yeah. sort of family dynamics kind of story. Um, it's like a Cat Stevens film, Father and Son. It does sound yeah, like yeah. a Cat Stevens will play at yeah. some. Point. <laughs> um, you've also got out Women Talking, which is um, it's set and I think it's a sort of like maybe possibly an Amish community. Uh, and it's like these women sort of basically realising that their husbands have been drugging them and raping them every night and, and they all get together because the husbands are away for like sort of two days hunting trip and they get together and they start talking about what they're going to do to like to escape or to stay or whatever and it's sort of I, I imagine it will not be a happy watch no that sounds grim man that sounds I, uh... I think it'll be very good cast in it um, but deep, I imagine it'll be a very deeply affecting movie in many ways yeah yeah I think you're right yeah, it's maybe one you've got to prepare yourself to go into. I don't think it's one you can just go into maybe straight after work and just sort of sit there and yeah. uh, and deal with it. But is it, I'll just get the cast just now because it does sound very um, interesting. Let me think. I'll uh, get the cast just now because I know it's got Claire Foy. She's in it. She's dependable, always. Always dependable as well. You've got, let me just get the rest of them, sorry. Not women talking dirty. Not women talking. Um, you've got. Uh, Rooney Mara, Claire Foy, Jesse Buckley, Francis McDormand, Judith Ivey. Jesus. That is a fucking powerhouse of acting talent. Yeah, so I think it's going to be very good actors doing a lot of very good acting. Yeah, making you really, really sad and feel bad about the world in general. Fucking hell. Okay, right. So that's out. 
Also, I think I've heard wonderful things about it. I'm really looking forward to watching, which is Marcel the Shell with shoes on. So I only seen the trailer for this last night. This, right. I, I had no prior knowledge of this at all. And then I seen the trailer and I was just like, I want to see this. Yes. Like, wow, it just looks so endearing and yeah. heartwarming and cute and fun and lovable. I, I want to see this so badly. Yeah, so that's out this week as well. This, this is based on, is it a YouTube TV show or something I want to see? Um, I believe it's based on like a short that um, Jenny Slate did many years mm-hmm. ago. She's like she's a very famous voice actress. Yeah. She yeah. also wrote the screenplay for this. Um, but she plays Marcel, I think. She plays the. Uh, yeah. But she also knows she does. She's like the main voice in like Zootropolis and. Yeah, yeah. She's in everything everywhere all at once. That's sort of a, an yeah. on-screen um, film she's done. But um, generally, she's, she does a lot of voice work. Like she's one of the you know. Most well known Yeah, I think Lorraine's a massive fan of Jenny Slate. She's as, as am I. I, I have a yeah. I have a very I'm not saying odd attraction because she's very cool, I'm but I'm gonna assume different reasons you and Lorraine like her then. Possibly, but something about <laughs> Jenny Slate does it for me. I'm not entirely sure what it is, but I like Jenny Slate. Um she's in a film, it's on Amazon Prime called I Want You Back, and it's but I think I talked about it on this pod. It's like um two people split up with their respective partners and then they, they get together and try and basically sabotage the opposite relationship to try and get them back with each other's partners. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's her and um, the guy from Philadelphia, um, something the Philadelphia show. I remember you talking about it, yeah. He's also in Horrible yeah. Bosses. I can't remember his name now, but him and... Jason J- Bateman, no. Charlie no, Day. Jason Bateman. It's... Um, Charlie Day, Jason Bateman. Who's the other one? Jason Charlie Day. Day. Yes, Charlie Day. Day. Yeah. There's yeah. them two, and it's a very charming film. You get a chance yeah. to watch. It's a nice week in a romantic watch. Um, <coughs> so that's out this week as well, Colin. So that's a lot, this. man. We need to catch up on some of the stuff. Yeah. Um, you can find us at uh, Three Beers in a Movie. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. And we're on Twitter, even though Elon Musk doesn't speak on Twitter anymore. But it's a story for all day. Um, look us up and, and click subscribe and leave comments and thumbs up. And if there's any other emoticons there, you say as well. I don't know. Is, yeah. there, is there? I don't know. Happy faces. Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, talk to us, man. Communicate two, two ways here. Two ways. Back and forth. Back and forth. <laughs> I've been Colin. You've been Richard. And we have been. Three beers in a movie.